Welcome to R&R Showtime with Robert and Ryan. And today we will be discussing the episode. two most recent episodes of The Bad Batch, episodes six and seven, Decommissioned and Battle Scars. Indeed. Indeed. And Ryan, take it away. First impression for de- Decommissioned, I guess. Well, I mean, I can give my first impressions for both. Well, fine. The show is good. I think I'm becoming more and more aware that it's a kid show first. Whereas, so I feel like maybe because the last season of Clone Wars felt less like a kid show and this is like a sequel to that. I sort of maybe can thought like, oh, yeah, this won't be like as kiddie of a show as like earlier Clone Wars, and it's not as kitty as early Clone Wars, um, uh, but it's still like, it's still a kid show. So I'm trying to take it a little less seriously. But at the same time, this is also the F- episodes where they uh, bring in Captain Rex. So that's cool. That's clearly paying some service to the people that enjoyed watching the clone wars and enjoy him as a character. Yeah. I mean, uh, my impressions of each of these episodes was decommissioned is probably one of my least liked episodes so far. And that battle scars is probably my favorite episode. Um, or it's, I mean, it's my favorite or probably second favorite. And it's chiefly because like Rex is one of my favorite star Wars characters. So him, getting introduced and being there, which I was hoping would eventually happen was a uh, big for me. And Rafa and trace were like one of, you know, as far as the clone wars go, I thought that whole last season was great, except for most of the stuff that had them. So I just didn't, I didn't really like them as characters. I just didn't, uh, you know, yeah, I, I, I couldn't necessarily put a finger on why I just didn't enjoy those that much. So, I mean, that's fair. They weren't the most exciting episodes, to be honest, because they had the least uh, total plot stuff going on. It was just sort of what Ahsoka was doing. Yeah. So, but hey, when I when I recognized who they were, I was like. One, I was like, oh, I wonder if this will give us a connection to Ahsoka. And then when it gave us a connection to Rex, I was like, oh, that's cool. And we wouldn't have gotten that without them doing it this way. Though theoretically, they could have done it another way to connect them to Rex. Yeah, they could have. I mean, they already gave us a thread to connect them to Rex with uh, the the clone that they already saw. Uh, like that one could have been like, "Hey guys, connect. You know, wanted to get in touch with you on this secure channel. Someone wants to meet you. Can't you know tell you who? Just go to this location, and then bam, it's Rex. Like they could have done that just as easy. They didn't even have. But this is. I, I will say this. We had talked about another um, uh, podcast, uh, the idea of how like some people might not like that they're like doing all these things to connect lots of dots. And and now it's it's almost it is almost getting a little like uh, a little much. It's it's almost every single Bad Batch episode has been some they've they've run into some other like connection from the Star Wars universe. And, and it's. Yeah, it, it it's really is starting to push it of like you're okay, now you're just really doing it on purpose, right? Like you're just forcing all these characters to run into them for no real I mean like Rafa and Trace just happened to be there and I guess it's within the realm of possibility, but like the fact that they would both there be there at the same time is just like what are the odds? 
right? It's the odds are Disney did it because, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Maybe they have bigger plans for Trace and Rafa because, yeah. I see. I I kind of have to agree because it's just like, oh, that's that's there now, and I had I had felt it already with uh, the uh, Minga Wen's character. I can't remember. Uh, yeah. Um, wow, I can't believe we forgot again. <laughs> we forgot it before we did the, the episode on her too. Hmm. Yeah. So the the bounty hunter. Uh, I I kind of felt that it felt a bit forced there. And this one at least like made more sense to me timeline wise because like Trace and Rafa were introduced right around this time anyways. So like them being around makes sense to me more than it made sense to shoehorn in part of an origin story for this one bounty hunter we'll see like 30 years later. See, I I would say that while that's valid that Trace and Rafa exist in the same time frame. It, it seems like at least uh, Ming-Na Wen's character has a role, like the, a reason. Trace and Rafa just happened to be there. There isn't. No, even... Well, they were put with the uh, resistance with Rex. They're working with Rex. Yeah, but they, the, the, the idea that they both show up at the same time is not is again, that's just like, oh, what a coincidence, basically that they like it is is a total deus ex machina like they are just put together for the sake of the story what a coincidence that out of all the bounty hunters in the galaxy the one that is chosen to hunt down omega is this one who only recently started their career not not seasoned at all like yeah like she's good but like a a now starting off has been given this highly important specific task I think maybe you're focusing on uh, that that she's just starting off because the fact that she's just starting off but is good might be to uh, to the credit of the mission that they're trying to do, which is under the under the radar retrieval, not with the Empire in any knowledge and not other other people. I'm just I'm just making the point that I know it's it's all forced together, but I feel like uh, Trace and Rafa are like are more forced into it. Whereas I mean, maybe it, I, I think it makes more sense that they have a bounty hunter. I'm just and saying it might be her. I'm just saying characters introduced in the clone war showing up here, make more sense than characters introduced in the Mandalorian showing up here. That line of reasoning is valid, <laughs> but I think Mingo wins character has more, has a, a easier. It's easier for me to believe that she's there than that. They run into Rafa and trace randomly. Even if they exist I, in the same ish time frame, like they they were introduced like within like the ending time of the Clone Wars, and we are barely past the ending time of the Clone Wars, so they're around. Saying that they are ha- happening to be on this particular mission, yeah, it's a bit suspect. Mm-hmm. But like, sus. yeah, yeah, unless maybe the Force pulls things together in the Star Wars universe, yeah, which I did say last time. So you know, yeah. You the can't force, the force being Disney and their eye on dollars. Yeah. So. Um, All right. Well, let's start with decommission. Let's get into those recaps. Yeah. Oh, one thing I want to say is it's funny that you mentioned that this, it, it became more apparent almost in these episodes that this is sort of geared towards kids. Cause I had the exact same feeling. I even had mentioned it, you know, while I was watching the episode. Um, so it's funny that you would feel the same. I'm not sure exactly what it is that brings that feeling across, but, but there definitely was the feeling of that. 
All right. Yeah. So I'm glad I'm glad that I wasn't the only one feeling it. And so, hey, like this show, if it's good, it's good. If it's not that great, then you know what? It's not really made for us. But if we can get some enjoyment out of it, that's yeah. cool, too. To say it's like I'm enjoying it, but but I it's in some ways I'm watching it because I want to keep watching the story of sto- the story of Star Wars. Yeah. And and, un, you know, have all the connections and understand things. But I'm not like s- there's been like decommissioned. I was an episode where I wasn't really engaged. This is this is still far more watchable to me than Rebels is, which felt to me to be very kid show. I I would uh, probably agree with that. I, I yeah, there there's definitely a lot of part of Rebels where I was really, again, just trying to get the story of star Wars more than I actually wanted to watch the episodes. Bad bash does offer something that still appeals to me and it seems kind of cool. So, but yeah. All right. So decommissioned, uh, I'm going to read off the Wikipedia synopsis. Uh, Sid hires the bad batch to retrieve a separatist tactical droid for its battle Intel before it is de- destroyed at a Corellian decommissioning site. So yeah, Sid, they're, they're basically at this point working with Sid and seemingly like staying at Sid's bar or something. Or, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So, uh, but they go ahead and decide to do this uh, mission for Sid. Uh, they encounter police droids guarding the facility as well as Trace and Rafa Martez, who are also after the droid. I, did you immediately recognize them? At what point in the episode do you think you recognize them from the Clone Wars? Uh, as soon as I heard their voice. See, it took me a minute on specifically Rafa's voice mm-hmm. where I was like, I mean, I, I, I immediately recognized her voice, but I couldn't place that I hadn't seen her before. And then I basically did the quick Google search. And I was like, oh, yeah, from the last season when they were with Ahsoka. So it it made sense to me. Like I was like, oh, okay, we're fitting more characters in. But this, like I said, this made more sense to me than fitting in uh, the bounty hunter. Yeah, maybe we'll remember her name by the end of the episode. Uh, Fennec Shand. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, I had to read it. Uh, so Wrecker accidentally hits his head, and his inhibitor chip begins to activate. Uh, which that's a fascinating. Th- aspect of the episode that we start getting a uh, wrecker reacting to his chip. And I feel like, I feel like, did he have headaches before this or? Yeah. 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 But, he was having headaches, but they weren't like too big a deal, but, but it definitely kept uh, foreshadowing it. Yeah. Uh, tech and the sisters program the tactical droids to turn on the police droids, allowing them to escape. But the tactical droid is destroyed in the process. Uh, the sisters explain that they were retrieving it for a client who was fighting the Empire. Hunter gives them a copy of the droid's data that Tech made during the fight, and the sisters later tell their client how to find the Bad Batch, who we will find out next episode the client is Rex. Mm, indeed. But uh, yeah, so fascinating stuff. Uh, we see them choosing to, uh, uh, instead of fulfilling their mission, they choose to give the information to them in the fight against the empire which is quite noble of them and sort of what we expect them to do they seem like a good batch of guys they're mm-hmm. it's ironic they're called the bad batch when they're pretty good they're actually a pretty good batch <laughs> um okay so hey there's one 
comment I have about this episode. And Star Wars is guilty of this literally all the time. So I can't, it's, it's not like, maybe it's hard to even make this comment, but I would say that there are, there's a lot of offending moments, but this is one moment that, that does it to a degree where I'm just like, uh, I, I just have to like roll my eyes a little bit is how Star Wars has, you know, people firing, you know, uh, firing their, their, you know, laser rifles and missing constantly. Right. It's always been a joke. Like, you know, even since the, the first, um, the original movies, that you know, stormtroopers can't hit anything, and they just you know, are firing and da da this and that, and it's always just convenient that like the heroes apparently have good aim, and people have good aim when they need to, and people clearly demonstrate that they can have good. Aim. They're like people with sniper rifles and and things. But in this scene, there's a part where I don't know if it's Rafa and uh, Omega or or Hunter and Rafa or or uh, and they are like on these crosswalks, right, which offer like no barriers really. And they are like, I mean, we're talking, there's like droids, like two, three yards from them, you know, like, like a, a, just a handful of feet firing lasers at them and they don't have lightsabers and they don't have like shields and they're not even really dodging. It's, and they're surrounded being shot from every angle and, and they're just missing all these police are just missing every single shot. And I'm just like, okay, you're, you're getting, this is getting a little like, this is just one moment where it really stuck out where I was like, this is just silly this is silly unbelievable and it's actually a moment like that maybe made me like that episode just a little less and again i know that they do it all the time in star wars but this one was just like a little much yeah i mean it's not something that i particularly noticed but i could see like if it was as you said that's kind of eh. on, on a on a quick note uh battle droids uh i like them so the little bit of them like uh like oh i guess we're fighting these guys now that's cool orders are orders i like battle droids i think their voices are funny yeah i've always thought that droids were amusing and roger. also they make sense in this universe right like well, why not have droid armies yeah. roger roger yeah roger roger which is probably one of the cool one of the things i like about the clone wars era is the large presence of droids that I mean, they're droids in the future and other Star Wars timelines, but they just seem to play less of a role than they did during this era. Yeah. And maybe for good reasons. People probably got pretty scared of droids when they were the mm. enemy. Yeah, for a long time. Um, yeah, but I mean, I don't know that I have too much to really talk about that episode unless you have... So we also have the uh, Omega basically practicing with the bow, trying to get mm -hmm. better aim, not being particularly good at it, but hey, like trying to show like little steps and progress and oh, I'm going to be a real war, uh, real fighter like the rest of my troop. Yeah, I, I do remember thinking, well, why is it that they're going to have her practice with a weapon that apparently requires upper body strength? to operate as opposed to just like, I mean, she could just hold a blaster pistol and shoot it. Right. Like if she can hold it straight, she can shoot straight. But they're like, no, nah, we'll let her like play around this weird bow thing that like requires you to like hold it back and stuff. I'm like, what? I, I mean, I know it looks kind of cool or whatever, but it's just like, just take that and give her, give her a blaster pistol. If you're gonna let her have a weapon. I, I, yeah. Um, I, it feels like something that will make a cool toy. Yeah, exactly. Again, 
Star Wars. I mean, this is a Star Wars MO forever, but Disney, you know. Whoa, whoa. Hey, look, we can have, now Omega's action figure can come with the laser bow. You know what? It, it specifically reminded me of a Chewie's uh, laser crossbow, but as a bow and arrow. Bowcaster, I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. the bow and arrow equivalent to a crossbow weapon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so overall, this episode, Trace and Rafa, again, I, I didn't mind seeing them as much because I think with the Fennec in inclusion, I'm like, you know what? We're going to see every single Star Wars character that has ever existed, even if they're not alive at this point <laughs> within this one season of The Bad Batch. We'll we'll see Baby Yoda. We're going to see uh, like infant Mandalorian it, it's all happening. Yeah, they're the Bad Batch is probably going to be there on, you know, like on, on Mandalore or something when they're rescuing, you know, uh, fucking whatever. God, I can't. I don't know the Mandalorian's name is right now either. I, I, I'm bad about remembering his name because it's just not said in the show that often. Yeah. Um, Mando, nonetheless. Yeah, they're going to be there. Like, like it was actually a Mandalorian that saved him. But the Bad Batch were like right there and they see him being saved, you know, because, of course, it would make sense. I'm feeling. uh Bail Organa within the next three episodes. Really? Sure. Why not? Just calling it. Hey, like. hey, hey. Han Solo. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Well, okay. So that's the one where he would be pretty young right now. Is he pretty young right now? Because this is Leia. Leia and Luke have just been born. Mm -hmm. Okay. But how much older is Han than... Okay, serious, serious like prediction. Who do you think that we might see if they're gonna just gonna keep like shoehorning in uh, people that we've seen? Obi Wan Kenobi see, seems like a definite possibility. If it's if Obi shows up, it's gonna be like at the end of the season. It's gonna mm -hmm. be like 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 Luke showing up in. Or uh, actually, when I think about it more, maybe it's not because I feel like he's gonna be committed to like the not going. Like he needs to be like yeah, it, stuck where he's at. He's not even gonna interact with the characters. We're just gonna see a glimpse of him having played a role in something mm -hmm. but we we did see obi-wan in rebels so it's not unheard of to see him during this time we saw obi-wan rebels because he was sought out and they went to tatooine to find him so unless they also go to tatooine and like there's some forced reason to to see him i don't i actually think it's probably lower likelihood we see him i'm i'm saying genuine answer i think we're gonna see bail organa like not in any major role but like that just feels like someone that we're gonna see by the end of the season, we've already seen uh, the uh, the Forrest Whitaker character. Yeah. yeah, we saw him and uh, maybe some not not the Mandalorian, but Mandalorian characters. I'm sure we'll see uh, maybe a younger version of the Mandalorian girl from Rebels. I can't remember her name right now. Bo-Katan. The but the no, the one that's in Rebels, like the member of the group. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't remember her name either, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, I have a feeling we're going to see like those, but yeah, so Rafa and uh, Trace, not, I, I wasn't upset to see them. It was also like, a, oh, those people who were in two, maybe three episodes. Yeah, cool. Whatever. Moving on to a better episode. Uh, yep. Battle Scars. Yeah. Battle Scars. So the Bad Batch are, again, at Sid's bar. And after completing uh, a mission, 
and turning in some a mission that we don't really see. We just, you know, see them complete it essentially and turn it in. Sid's like, hey, you know, you guys owe me a bunch more money. And if you guys want to get even, you need to do a way bigger score. And they're kind of like confused. They're like, how do we owe you a bunch of money? And she's like, look at all these fees, you know, like your docking fees, all these different things that I, I've been paying for you on your tab and you're working it off. Um, that's why you get so little credits. You need to do a much bigger score if you want to pay me off. And, you know, meanwhile, uh, Wrecker and Omega are going to get some snacks and we're seeing them kind of bonding a little bit. And then there's an altercation in the bar. And, you know, who is it to be revealed? It's Rex. Rex has come looking for the Bad Batch and they're all relatively glad to see him. Yeah. They, you know, kind of talk like, you know, how did you escape everything? How did you get your inhibitor chip out? He's, you know, he. It's a little vague on it. We all know that it's, or anybody that's seen the Clone Wars knows that he was helped by Ahsoka to get his out. Um, but while they're talking about the inhibitor chips and, you know, what he's been doing, uh, Wrecker, you know, starts, you know, showing those signs of, of the headache that he's been having. Rex sort of, uh, you know, he gets very defensive about it, like what? reaching for his pistol. Well, because they reveal at that point that they still have their inhibitor chips in. And Rex recognizes that even if they're currently not working, that the fact that they're in there means that they are a danger, not only to each other, to Omega, but to him and to everyone that's there. Yeah. So he takes it very seriously and, and urges them like, no, we need to get your inhibitor ships out now. Like, and he's basically a ticking time bomb at this point. So they get ready and they head on a mission. Tech scans Rex's brainwaves so that they get a base pattern and they can identify where the inhibitor chip is inside their heads. And they fly and they end up getting to this planet. I don't know what it's called, but it's like a it's like a giant, you know, starship graveyard, which is tons of decommissioned, uh, uh, you know, re well, Republic, I guess, you know, uh, battleships. Yeah. With the intention of going to find a medical bay that has the technology necessary to, to take out the chip safely. And so they go in there and they begin basically making their way through all these ships Rex points out that the Scrappers Guild is, you know, here on this planet and they need to kind of avoid them. And as they move through and they start like moving into one of these ships and they have to end up like crossing a, a gap, uh, Wrecker, you know, falls and is caught in a line. And there was already, no Hunter already noticed a disturbance in the water earlier, but as he falls and starts to try and climb back up this, uh, you know, this, this collapsed cable that they all crossed, uh, this, you know, beast attacks them, which is, would, would be recognized as, at least I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be the Beast that is from um, uh, the original Star Wars movie in the uh, the Trash Compactor. Um, I mean, it's not identified on here, but possibly, yeah. I, I mean, I think that's what they were getting at with it. I mean, you know, there was like disturbance in the water. And I mean, uh, I, I, I'm i thinking that this that's one, what it's supposed to be. But this one feels a lot more powerful than the Star Wars one. Yeah, maybe you're right then. Because I mean, because Wrecker Wrecker is has more strength than any of the people that were caught in the trash compactor would have had, with the exception of force powers there. Like he 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 was struggling to get out of the tentacles of this thing multiple times, and he's Wrecker. He has a ton of like brute strength. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you might be right about that. I thought I it, got, could, I, it could be it, the same species at a different age, or at least maybe kind of just a reference, like sort of the ring theory, sort of like just, you know, like, you know, it, it's the same. It's the same type of creature, but not the same creature. Yeah. Like the rancor. Yeah. So, um, but he, uh, well, my intention was not that it was the exact same one yeah, that was on, the, on the ship, but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, he, but he makes it out. They end up blasting it as he's trying to escape and it kind of lets him go. 
and they make it up and eventually they get to the medical bay they're looking for. They start to scan him and, you know, identify where his inhibitor chip is. But during this time, you know, he's holding his head more and more. And at a certain point, he, I mean, he, he basically says like, get that off of me. Like, you know, you guys are trade like his inhibitor chip fully activates yeah. and he tries to take out the rest of, you know, the batch. Like he starts knocking him down and just firing away and they, you know, are trying not to hurt him, but like subdue him. And, and, one, and one by one, he sort of takes them all out until he has Hunter underneath him. And it looks like he's about to take out Hunter, but then Omega basically causes the distraction that takes his attention off of Hunter, knocks Hunter out, and then he comes and uh, faces down Omega. And yeah, and it's, I mean, it looks like he's basically ready to take her out in this. Uh, and but luckily Rex, you know, had recovered and stunned him before, and they are able to successfully remove his chip. And afterwards, you know, Wrecker, he he feels really terrible. You know, he's like telling Omega, and and so like there's some beats right there, like that that showdown with Omega matches up with what Rex, uh, Rex said, which is you know he foreshadows this that you know it's not something you can control, right? Like you know Wrecker. We, we get this feeling and we've seen him like kind of hang out with Omega and be nice to her. Like he set up her room in the ship and yeah. you know, they're going to get the, their little treat and stuff after the mission and, and things like that. And, you know, you can see that this like lovable oaf is like connecting with the kid a little bit and that they clearly have like a somewhat of a bond going on. And the idea that he was basically straight ready to blast her. Like he was ready to kill her right there. If it wasn't for Rex, uh, either Omega was going to need to shoot him or he was going to uh, kill her. And, and it's, you know, it's, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting, like emotional kind of thing to, to see that that's really how far, I mean, we, we understand, but so, like seeing in those moments where you've watched this bond occur and seeing them willing to turn on them, it's just like how you could think of, I mean, that Rex and so many other clones bonded with their, their, the Jedi that they served under like Rex and Anakin and Obi-Wan were, were like friends. Uh, Cody, you know, it was like, Cody was like friends with Obi-Wan and straight turned on him and was like, blast him down. And, and the idea that like, there are these, these clones like might have bonds and might have feelings, but these chips are just straight forcing them. They are, they're just like done being who they were before. And they're now under the empire control. But what's more is that record does reveal that they're still there. Yeah. Wrecker was there trying to stop himself from doing it yeah so all these clones are still there mm -hmm. yeah including crosshair. crosshair yeah which is exactly like the fact that we now more understand that like we know that crosshair even though like crosshair maybe had some evil he-ish sounding tendencies and and stuff he doesn't i mean he he doesn't want to be fighting his brothers yeah and it really increases our understanding of that conflict within um but Basically, get the end of the episode. You know, they they get the inhibitor chip out. They bid Rex adieu. They get the inhibitor chips out of everyone. Yeah, they get him out of everyone. They bid Rex adieu, and you know, he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, you know, I'll probably see you guys around." Heads off, and then we get like a little thing right at the end that the Scrappers Guild identify and see them there and report to the Empire that they see the you know the rogue uh, clones. Um, so we might have, uh, and you know, a. I, I think this is setting up maybe a next episode that we might have them intersecting with crosshair again that's that i i would hope so i want to see more crosshair i want to see more of uh uh what's the what's the clone planet uh camino yeah i want to see more stuff on camino i want to see what the kaminoans are up to mm -hmm. uh 
I want to find out what the deal with o- Omega is. All that stuff, all the good stuff. But uh, yeah, Crosshair, need more Crosshair. Again, um, well, I think at this point we can just start of ha- sort of have an open discussion. So I'm just going to reiterate the same point I seem to have every episode. I still know nothing about Tech as a character other than he is good at Tech. Yeah. Uh, at this point, it's I'm starting to lose hope that we're going to like get dives into each character more. I, I think they're all just going to kind of keep serving the same role that they continue to while they push the story along. With the with the exception of vaguely Hunter Rex Omega. Those are the three who get some level of development. I, I mean, I appreciate Wreckers getting stuff like but it. And his character, him and Hunter's character development is just them interacting with Omega, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think I'm just seeing in the show that it's not going to be quite as nuanced as we would hope with seeing like a lot of these and, and these characters develop. And here's the thing, though. I'm thinking about it is that they are they're just effective clones. Like otherwise, like all the other clones that you'd see in the Clone Wars, like they would all have slightly distinct personalities. But otherwise, they're all just like, they're literally just the same guy. Yeah. And they're only slightly different because they're they're modified, but they're also just slightly modified clones of the same guy. So it's like, I, I guess maybe it was like we were hoping for more, like in a narrative sense, like we wanted to see these characters develop over time. But like, realistically, maybe there really isn't too much to them other than they're all the clone. They're all clones with slight differences that, you know, like modify what their personalities are like and what they what their role is. But. Maybe yeah. maybe it was a little too much to even hope that we would get like dives into each of their characters, which is fair. Um, another another thing, uh, creating to your uh, uh, Omega Force theory is Omega going up to Rex and saying, "You are a Generation One clone, aren't you?" Mm-hmm. And she says, "Oh, it's because of the lines on your face." But yep. again, that's a very very astute um uh into intuition to just go up and be like hey i know this about you yep mold i i think this episode there was a like uh more than one like little weird empathic like insight she had and and stuff um like i i want to say like even in the moment when when she when wrecker's like sitting on the table right as they put the uh device on his head before he starts like you know freaking out though um she goes up to hunter and says like what if something goes wrong and now she's saying like, what if something, let it, what if you guys get hurt and, and then I'm left here alone. Right. But I feel like she got some sort of bad, like, I, I think she had like a force, you know, like a little bit of force, uh, foreseeing and saw she something, something, something going happening. on happening, yeah. but it, she thought it was that, you know, something happens to him and more that, uh, you know, he, something dangerous occurs. And so I, I even saw that as another moment. And I think, yeah, it just adds, I, I'm pretty much convinced she's force sensitive and that's what the special thing is. I'm inclined to agree. Yeah. Yeah, she hasn't done anything drastic. I mean, she has, but I think that's okay though. I if, if she did some like straight like levitate something, then I'd be like, okay, like you just gave it all away. Yeah, we know she's four sensitive, but her them just I think they've been doing a, a good job at just implying this little bit of insight, foresight, uh, and you know, em, empath kind of linking ability. So here here's a question to have: How do how in what did they do to put the force into Omega? And why did it why did it manifest in such a way that Omega uh, is female and has white hair? Hmm, I don't know. Do you think that that means something? I not necessarily, but here's the question. Do we 
how I'm trying to think of situations of Jedi female Jedi's perhaps that could have had their genetics um uh, taken to uh be used in used to create uh Omega and I'm trying to think of any female Jedi's that we saw for an extended period of time on Kamino and I can't quite remember but is it possible that maybe some genetic experiment with Ahsoka maybe because Ahsoka doesn't have hair per se but it's white and female and Jedi because otherwise like what's the specific reason that uh Omega is female and has force powers if, if she has force powers I mean I don't, I don't know that female I mean I I didn't assume that female had anything to do with the force powers, really. No, that's what, but that's what I'm saying. Mm. It, it, did it just happen to manifest when they made a clone that was female, or is the female her is her gender, sex, what have you, linked to the fact that this is the one clone with force powers? Because clearly, this is not a direct genetic clone, right? They they had to. There's something different with their um, uh, chromosomes mm -hmm. because of the different sex. So I don't know how like specific it's getting into all that. And I don't know if she is the result of some cross mutation with another DNA source. It, it, I'm just throwing it out there as a possibility. I think it's a, it's a decent, uh, like I, it's, it's very possible. And we could see. I think they're just doing it more a service to have more female representation. I like. I I get that mechanically as why she's female to begin with, but I'm just sort of saying like, hey, maybe. Yeah, maybe like, no. That's. I think that's a, a. That is a valid theory. I I I'm not necessarily saying it's a thing, but hey, and you see, know what? I see where you're going with like where might we have seen in any of the Star Wars things some sort of like moment when they could have like extracted some Jedi DNA at some point. And maybe there's a connection between like her hair or something there. Um, but I, I, I mean, again, it's not like I'm the super Star Wars expert or anything, but I have I think I've seen all the media that I would have to see. And if there is any I feel I'm trying to remember there was like some there was some stent on Camino, and I thought it had uh a Jedi, possibly Ahsoka there where they, it, I think it was like early in finding out about the inhibitor chips and it had that one robot guy like interacting with the character. But I don't remember if it was a Jedi or if it was one of the clones that was going through it. So I'm not sure. Yeah. I am not sure as well. Uh, but so I want to say about this episode, like a few reasons that it hits just such a good beat for me is so, I mean, we have Rex, one of my favorite characters in star Wars, just like to see him. Uh, and uh, we see, we have that like interesting interaction with uh, like what I had already talked about, how, you know, the, the seeing how the chip, you know, changes someone, how it forces them. Um, we see them trap. We see a lot of like, we get a lot of, sort of like tying back into old things in, in a way that's, you know, significant. They, there's a lot of talk about, uh, they keep referencing Rex as being like, old, being a first generation, ha, these ships are really old, just like you, like the, you know, this is a, uh, you know, f a first class like starship, just like you, they, they make jokes and things about Rex being like number one. 
And we see how this, like, all, like we see he looks at his helmet and how it's scarred and things. And how it, like, like the psychology with Rex that he's, like, been through so many things. And he references in it, like, I mean, you know, I'm not going to bury any more brothers. A big callback to Clone Wars where, I mean, you know, he had to bury literally all of those clones. And I, I, it's just hitting a lot of, like, interesting moments here with all that tied in that I really liked, I connected with. We get another, like, again, you know, I'm in... I, what I felt like when I at least saw it, like a cameo of the the same beast from uh, the trash compactor scene. Yeah. Uh, whether it's the same beast or a similar beast, I mean, they're definitely. I don't. I don't think it was unintentional that it's like a similar creature in a you know in the waters of a you know junk planet that tries to eat one of our uh, protagonists. Fair. Um, and I think we're getting. We're also getting just a setup finally for. We're getting a, a big setup for the crosshair coming back into it. Like they've all had their inhibitor chips removed. They know it can be removed that they can basically save their, their brother. Um, and that when they see him, they're probably going to be like, a, it's going to be like a reasoning with him. Like, you know, we know that he's good. Like how can they fight him when he's like going, he's going for the kill, but they're trying not to kind of and, thing. And he's specifically the hardest one to pin down because he works from a range. Yeah, and and he's deadly accurate. You know, like if you get get him in your sights, uh, if if you let him get you in his sights, then you are like you're you're dead. Yeah, and so it's uh, man, it's going to be a really it's setting up for a lot of really interesting stuff. And this is like one where I really felt like they actually like this one actually drove the plot more like this this was getting an inhibitor chips removed feels like a real step in like what they needed to be doing the other things it's not to say they haven't kept moving along but like this felt like uh now we're one step closer to seeing crosser come back or whatever you know they're eventually going to be dealing with that this this felt like an episode that actually drove that forward more yeah i see that um i yeah i like I'm I'm ha- I'm I'm happy to see Rex first of all, uh, especially because like I finished Clone Wars and I was like, man, Rex is such a cool character. And then I start watching Rebels and I'm like, oh, Rex is in this too. And that Rex is just a different Rex entirely because of like the years of difference. So I'm happy to see the Rex from the Clone Wars uh, before he becomes the Rex from Rebels again. And I not gonna lie i hope to see quite a bit more of them hey did you know that rex is in um is it uh either return of the jedi or um uh yeah the first the new hope a new hope yeah he's in one of those two movies uh, there's, there's a scene where they're in like a command central room and like, they're all talking about like the plan to attack the Death Star, right? You know, cause there's two movies where they attack the Death Star. <laughs> um, and, uh, in the background, there is a, like a bearded old man in like armor and stuff. And like, and basically it was a retroactive, like people were like, is this Rex? Is this old man Rex right here? And like the, 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 I don't know, whoever the, the artistic directors or whoever for, you know, Star Lucas Wars film. Yeah. They basically were like, confirmed, that's Rex. Like, Old Man Rex is there, like, for the fight against, uh, you know, the Death Star. Either in A New Hope or in Revenge of, or sorry, Return of the Jedi. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I thought it was, like, a super cool, like, little thing. Because it was not, like, obviously not intended. Those movies, you know, I don't think Rex was, 
Rex was not a character that was ever considered when those movies were made, but it was just like a cool, like, yeah, we're just, this is him. Yep. He's in this movie. So I just thought that was kind of cool. Another thing that just occurred to me is, um, uh, I wonder if we're going to see Darth Vader. Oh man, that would be sick. I actually really would like to see Darth Vader in this. Um, and, and oh, there was somebody I was just thinking of that would the, be the specific reason that that came to my mind. Cause I'm like, I wonder if in this, in this scene where Rex is old man, I wonder if at this point does Rex know that, uh, Darth Vader is Anakin because we know we see in Rebels that Ahsoka had to learn that Darth Vader was Anakin. And so I don't know how common knowledge that is. It's probably like not. I don't think it's at all common. I think it's basically a secret like Obi-Wan knows Yoda knows. That I think Ahsoka knows eventually from a a direct interaction, having been literally one of his best friends and having a direct interaction with Darth Vader. She and then, only finds out then. And then Luke also knows eventually. Yeah. yeah so so. I, I think it was essentially, that was like basically a secret. So, um, oh, but you know who somebody else I think they might see, we might see in this uh, series is uh, uh, Boba Fett. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah. Honestly, I'm surprised we haven't seen Boba already. Yeah, I, I think it would be cool. I would really like to see him here in this period. Was he in Rebels? I think. I think he was like young Boba was in Rebels, right? Well, he wouldn't be young by the time Rebels or he's, around. No, he wouldn't be young. Boba he's young. Time. Young Boba is definitely in Clone Wars. And I think he's still young within the confines of Clone Wars. Clone Wars does what take place over years. And yeah. At the time, I mean, from the time of Attack of the Clones, when he, you know, uh, is his father's killed and Revenge of the Sith. I, I don't know. I would estimate that at this point that... Boba is either teen clone, which we, we, we've never really seen the between adult and child part of the clone process, but Mm -hmm. what, like he would be basically within his teen years, maybe, or maybe because of the aging process of the clones, he's an adult at this point. Yeah. So, but he would look like the other clones, but with hair. Yeah. I'm going to put a high, I'll put a high likelihood that we do see a Boba Fett in the bad batch. Cause I feel like it, that, that would make, that feels like a definite. Yeah. Like it, if they've shoehorned in all these other people, I would like to see Boba Fett. And you know what? Boba Fett connects with Fennec Shand. Yes. Yes. And they, I believe they even knew, they said in the Mandalorian that they knew each other. And, you know, and maybe that's his entry into uh, bounty hunting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe he, like um, I could see like an interaction where maybe like they like, Fennec Shand and him work together, but then like Boba almost is like, I don't actually want to like kill you clones and stuff. Like we have like a kin, like we're, we're like kin somehow. Like maybe he has like a little bit of like, maybe he meets Omega and they just have like this, like, uh, <laughs> and, uh, what like, that? like, like her force. force yeah. Like she force sensitives him. Like, like he's just like, you know what? I like you. You're me, mm-hmm. but a girl. That's cool. Yeah. I don't want to kill you. Oh yeah. I saw like a thing uh, also just like that apparently, and I've never played it, but this, uh, the planet that they're on this like scrap planet is uh, the planet that like in Jedi fallen order, the Jedi from who's the main character that is, apparently he's on that planet. Like that's um, where he's at for some portion of time. So I've not played it. I don't really know anything about that game. You know, it actually looks like a decent game. I might like to play it, but, uh, but I just know that I saw that somewhere on like YouTube or something. Um, that that's the planet. So another reference to more star Wars things. 
Coolio. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. That so- episode was sick. Lots of good points, and we're setting up for something cool, hopefully next episode or an episode after that. I, I could also see that they put out the, uh, um, you know, interacting with Crosshair for one more episode, and we come back to like, oh, you always owe me a bunch of money. You guys need to go do some kind of big job. And then maybe even that, that could even be the catalyst. Like, you need to go do a big job or something. And then they go to like some Empire Control thing, and Crosshair's like, they're waiting for them to ambush them. I could see that happening. Yes, yes. Uh, but yeah, so... I, I, I agree with you. I see something cool happening. If not next episode, then the episode after. Um, yeah, I'm again, these these two episodes help me to sort of try and measure my expectation going forward. I think it's good they were going to do two episodes per podcast because it's not as a, a lore plot dense as some of the other shows we cover. But I still enjoy talking about it. This is the only Star Wars we're getting for the foreseeable future uh, until the next season of Mandalorian or until the Obi-Wan show comes out. Yeah. So, yeah, again, you know, it's nice to get some Star Wars content. I don't crave it quite as much as I crave Marvel content. I, like, Marvel content is literally straight, like, heroin. <laughs> I, I need it. Like, <laughs> I if you don't if you don't give me my, my Marvel, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, Star Wars, I, I can wait. It, it helped us to buy the time until Loki came out. But now that Loki's out, um, sorry, Bad Batch, but you're like, if you if you log on to Disney Plus, Bad Batch is like seven cycles through. Like, do you want to watch this? Mm-hmm. And Loki's front front and center. Yeah. As it should be. Yeah. I mean, yeah, as it should be. But uh, yeah, so I guess that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. So uh, until next time, folks, this has been Robert. And Ryan. Have a good one.